Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Coming up later, what industries are the ones that make you happy? And which ones treat you like dirt? Well, there's new stuff I want to share with you. One industry that's always gotten really bad scores from the public has come up with a way to actually treat you better. It's odd. I want to talk right now about something as we approach the final two weeks or we're in the final two weeks of Christmas shopping. There are a lot of people pushing some pretty expensive stuff. I've noticed during, uh, well, I watch a lot of football. (laughs) And I've noticed during the advertising for the football, a lot of pitches for very expensive exercise equipment. I mean, very expensive exercise equipment. And it's just one example of the kind of stuff that, believe it or not, people might buy impulsively. So many different items that are bigger ticket items. And so retailers now, especially those that are monoline, that they sell their own stuff, are really trying to close the deal and get the sale done when you go to look on their website offering you special financing of various types. And we got to have a talk about this because if you're looking at buying something that's really expensive and they say, hey, you can borrow from us for one year, no interest, or 18 months, no interest. And I mean really no interest, not like the ones that are the no-no-no plans where they charge you retroactive, very high interest rates. The thing is with these is it's trying to distract you from how much the item is in the first place. So if somebody's pitching a piece of exercise equipment or whatever consumer item it is, and it's a couple of thousand dollars, and you're thinking, wow, they give me 0% on it. But remember, what you forget along the way is what you're actually going to pay in total. So the fact that they're offering you 0% or 2.9% or whatever, don't get distracted by that because I've got you to think about at the core, what are you paying in interest? And is, not, I'm sorry, what are you paying in total for the item? And is that spending you can really afford in your life? Just because they make this great offer to you, don't ever forget, should you really be spending X number of hundreds or thousands of dollars on that right now? Tamara is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Tamara. Hi, Clark. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. You have a thing going on at work that would distress me greatly. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I'm not alone because I was a little distressed myself. What are they doing to you? Well, I've been with the company for over 20 years, and so I've gotten a pretty good amount in my 401k. And they just announced that they're going to be switching to a new 401k provider And I'm concerned about losing the benefits of the dollar cost averaging that I've 
been able to build up over the over the years. And I didn't know if if there was any way I could try and mitigate those losses when they transferred these funds into the new to the new company. Right. So what they're doing is they're going from Fidelity Investments, which is one of the biggest players in 401ks. Is that right? Are they going from Fidelity or to Fidelity? They're going to Fidelity. Oh, well, that's actually good. Oh, good. Because <laughs> Fidelity is one of the best providers of employer-sponsored 401k plans in the country. Great. So it's to your advantage that they're leaving a relatively poor administrator of 401k plans that's owned by one of the big banks. Mm-hmm. And going to Fidelity is very much a good thing. Okay, And at great. Fidelity, you'll have a wide variety of options available in the Fidelity 401k. You'll be able to mimic the funds almost precisely, but likely at a much, much lower ongoing administrative cost to what you've had at the bank one. Okay. So what you can do, it'll, it's going to take you a little bit of time, but you take each of your funds that you're in. How many funds do you have in your account? Um, I'm invested in four. Oh, that's I have easy. Split up between four funds. That's easy. Yeah. So you'll be able, you're not going to have that many. You're going to have to decode and figure out what the fidelity equivalent is of that fund. Okay. Of each of those four. And if you keep allocated like you are, the only thing that will happen is your 401k will get better. Great. And, and I don't know if I'm overthinking this, but I my concern was with, I get the benefits now of the dollar cost averaging because I've been in the same four funds for at least 15 years. Yeah, nothing to worry about. Because okay. if you go into a fund that uses a similar mix of investments, won't be identical, but similar, mm-hmm. you will not have squandered any of the benefits you've had of For people who don't know what dollar cost averaging means, what that means is you've been putting in roughly equal sums diversified among these four funds month after month, year after year, so you have successfully ridden the wave down with the market and fully benefited from the climb back up. And the beauty of dollar cost averaging is it lowers your risks in the short term so that you stay the course in the long term. Mm -hmm. And so if you go in the funds closest to what you've had in the existing high-cost plan going over to Fidelity, you'll be absolutely fine. Oh, great. So don't worry. It's not going to squander any of your benefits from dollar-cost averaging. And Josie is with us. I'd like to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. So you are a teenager who is into saving money. Is that right? Yes, that is. How old are you? I just turned 14. At just turning 14, you're already into saving money? Yeah. <laughs> That's so fantastic. Tell me more. Uh, I've just been saving any money I've got my hands on. I saved 75% of my money to invest in just a basic liquid savings account at my house, and then I put 25% into spending money. How do you make the money? Well, from birthday money, and I clean office for someone, and I do pet and house sitting. (laughs) 
I am so proud of you. I love how industrious you are. So how much money have you managed to get into this savings account? I have a 529 college plan, and in there I have about 42000 but my parents have helped with that a lot too. And then on, in my cash on hand, I have about $1,000. Great. And how soon will you need any of that $1,000? Not soon as I know of, but that's the money that I want to start investing and get working for me while I sleep. All right, so because you are earning money from jobs, you are eligible to do what's known as a custodial Roth IRA, where an adult has to be named as your custodian, but it's your money and your account that will grow tax-free, and then down the road you'll be able to spend it tax-free. Awesome. It's designed for retirement which means you're supposed to leave the money in for the next, oh gosh, 45 years minimum. Okay. Are you comfortable with that, or is that like mind-blowing, not interested? No, I'm. that's good. <laughs> okay, so $1,000, I would tell you that you've got a number of options available to you, and then you can add to it as you wish, but to do the Roth, you have to have earned or will over this year earn at least $1,000 because you can only put into the Roth as much money as you earn from the various jobs you do. Okay. Do you think you'll earn 1000 this year? Yeah, oh. probably. Okay. Well, you got to be sure that you make sure you earn the 1000 So even if you got to do extra work in the summer, just get to where you've earned the $1,000. Yes. And then you can put a thousand into a Roth. And my favorite starter place for you to look at is at Vanguard. Have you ever heard of Vanguard? Not that I know of. All right. So Vanguard is like a co-op for investing. It's owned by the people who have accounts there. Okay. And you can learn about it if you go to Vanguard.com. And they have an account. You can put your money inside this Roth called a Target Retirement Fund. The latest year they have is like 2060 or 2055 or somewhere in there. And that's the year you're anticipating using the money. Okay. So what they do is over the years, they change the investments they have the money in to where... Today, it would be very heavily invested in companies, you know, in stocks of companies. And then as you get closer and closer to your target year, they invest the money steadily more conservatively to uh, and not worry as much about the money growing as keeping the money you've made safe. Yes. So that would be what I would like for you to look at is a Roth IRA with Vanguard. Awesome. Okay. And did I say Vanguard.com? Yeah. Okay. So that would be perfect for you. Okay. Now, I won't be around to see year 2060, but you enjoy that year, okay? I will. <laughs> and I'm so proud of you and how industrious you are. 
Thank you. And I don't know if you inspired yourself or if others inspired you, but that is really, really special and great. And keep it up, okay? All righty. Thank you for the amazing advice. Oh, no. Thank you for the amazing person you are. And, Joel, we have neglected to do any Ask Clarks today, and so I'd like to take an opportunity. Yeah, let's do one, Clark. Don wrote in, he says, you've recommended both Credit Karma and doing credit freezes. However, Credit Karma seems useless if you have a credit freeze. What gives? Perfect. Okay, so if you want to set up a Credit Karma account, which allows you to continuously monitor your credit, your credit score, what's going on in your financial world as far as credits involved, you have to actually thaw your credit file to establish your Credit Karma account. And then once your Credit Karma account is established, they have the right moving forward to check your ongoing credit status, even if your credit is frozen. So I had to do that because I wanted to have a Credit Karma account, and then my reports went back frozen. And right now I can go online, even with frozen credit files, and I can check my Credit Karma. Credit freeze or not, it's an opportunity for you to check on your credit score all the time. It's TransUnion and Equifax are the two that you would have to thaw in order to sign up for Credit Karma. Rafat is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Did I get your name right? Yeah, yeah, Rafat, yes. Rafat. How are you? Great, thank you. How can I be of service to you? Yes, uh, I'm first a fan of your show. I don't listen all the time, but when I have a chance, I listen to you. Very good show. Well, I appreciate that very much. Uh, My dilemma is I'm leaving the country for one to two years overseas, and I have a house. And wondering what my option, best option, is it to sell it? rent it through management company, or what to do? What do you think? So odds are pretty strong you're going to come back in a year or two? Yes. Do you love the house? Yes, a lot of memories. <laughs> but the memories are one thing. Do you love living in that house? Uh, not, I mean, I'm not to stick to it. No, no, not. Oh, okay. If it's, if it's not a real sentimental thing, like I can't wait to live in this house again, have you had an increase... And value that's been significant since you bought the house? Most likely not that much, but it's because I'm good in the area that didn't, uh, you know, didn't go down anyway. So it's a So you're kind of you're treading water with the value? Almost, yes. So if you haven't had a big run-up, then it's really just a personal decision whether you would yes. sell it or keep it as a rental property at least for the next year or two. And the only thing I would say is that if you're going to be overseas, you need to hire a professional management company to manage it and rent it out, knowing that that's going to end up effectively costing you about typically 10% of the rent. Okay, I don't have issue with that. So uh, what do you think? Is corporate rental or personal or doesn't matter? It really doesn't matter. It's, you know, when you interview rental agencies, You just want to see how their model works, and you want references of absentee landlords that are using them to see if they've been happy with how quickly they've handled tenants when a tenant doesn't pay, 
they've done a good job in getting the tenant out and getting a new one in. I mean, you just want to get a feel for what the experience is like that other property owners have had. But, Great. But um, managing by remote control when you're overseas, no way that's going to work. And I will tell you, if you have a hard time finding a rental management company that you're really comfortable with, that would tip the scales to going ahead and selling the property rather than keeping it as a rental. And I hope you have a great time overseas. Where are you going to be living? I'm going to the Middle East. Well, I hope you have a wonderful time. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas to me so you can keep more of what you make. And by the way, when you have a question for me, you can go to clark.com slash ask to post it. So there are certain industries that get very high customer satisfaction stores, scores, and others that do absolutely atrocious. So let's start with a positive. Who's doing the best in making you happy? Well, this is funny. I didn't even know the American Customer Satisfaction Index tested breweries. But breweries get the highest score of all. I guess there's nothing negative other than the hangover about what breweries do. And it is an unprecedented score of 85, 85 for brewers. Who else does really well? Television manufacturers, automobile manufacturers, food producers, companies that uh, whose websites you go to, like various uh, services, and soft drinks. Those are the ones that do the best. I guess people, if they drink Coke and Pepsi products, they love Coke and Pepsi products. They're just happy. Who's miserable? Far and away... The customers of pay TV services, internet services, telephone services, and the postal service. Oh, and there are two others tied with the postal service. Airlines and health insurers. So those are the companies that make us miserable day after day. But one phone company has looked at it and said, we're not going to make people hate us anymore. And it's one that's been pretty innovative over the last many years. It's T-Mobile. And T-Mobile does these things called uncarrier announcements where they do things differently than the other phone companies do. And a lot of them are cool, you know, free Netflix and Um, They were the ones that went to unlimited data and the others had to respond and all that. But then they sent us a press release about one of their uncarrier announcements. I never even mentioned it on the air because I thought, this is so lame. Well, this is one of those cases where I get to say, I was so wrong. T-Mobile, if you're a customer and you call them, Instead of ending up with somebody at customer no service, you have to explain the same story to them that you explained to somebody else in customer no service two days before that didn't resolve a problem 
who then transfers you to somebody else that you then have to explain it all over again. T-Mobile now, when you call in from your phone, they know who you are. You've been assigned to what they call a care team. And anything that's happened with you or happening with your account, anybody on the care team knows about, and you don't have to explain anything. And believe it or not, it actually works. We had a call from somebody raving about it, and I didn't know if it was a plant or something, but I let him have his say. And then I'm a T-Mobile customer, and it's one of the companies I have serviced with several uh, to test different services. But I had a question and called up, and I was stunned how this team system works. But the best thing they do is something they really mean it. They say, well, you know, it'll be a while till we can talk to you, but we'll call you back in seven minutes. If that's okay, press one. Or we'll call you back in three minutes or whatever. And then, bam, exactly in those number of minutes, they call you back. And you talk to them. I mean, it's a great example that other companies could follow. But I guess they'd have to care first. Some of the companies that get really poor ratings and customer no service, they may say they care. They probably really don't. Ben is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ben. Hi, Clark. Thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Ben. And you have a warning for people. Is that right? That is right. I had a Clark Rageous experience with a major car rental agency, and since it's something I've heard you talk about before, I just wanted to add my data point to help other listeners keep alert. I rented the car and uh, got what uh, initially seemed to be a very attractive rate, and everything seemed to be going smoothly, but when I got the emailed final receipt after returning the car, I saw that they had added insurance charges exceeding the initial entire cost of my rental, which was surprising because I was looking at my rental contract where I had clearly signed an initial each of the relevant boxes to decline all covered, and I had told the rep that I didn't want any coverage as I had it through my credit card. So I know you, I've heard you talk about this before. I was finally able to reach the manager who simply wrote back saying, I'm sorry you were dissatisfied with all the insurance you requested uh, <laughs> the insurance you requested <laughs> oh that's funny yeah as a courtesy i'll re- refund those charges all right but so this has been you. i'm glad you're calling about this ben the car rental industry is suffering losses of business to uber and lyft and they're having trouble keeping their revenue up as a result because a lot of times people who may have rented a car in the past on a trip are now getting around by Uber and Lyft instead. And the yeah. car rental companies, you know, they got those fleets, they got all that overhead, and there's been a huge increase in the number of people complaining about being charged for things they didn't want with their car rental. And Ben, you were in a good position because you had actual paperwork where you it show where you could show you know I had declined, 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 right? Yes. More and more, when you rent a car, you're signing on an electronic screen, and they'll they'll say sign here, initial here, sign here, and you're not seeing what you're agreeing to, and even worse, they don't even print it out for you. That's what I was afraid of. Yes. 
So you had an actual copy. Think about if you hadn't had a copy and instead they had played funny stuff and had checked yes to all these things you didn't want and said, sign here, initial here, initial here, sign here. And they would have had your electronic signature saying you did want all those things. Well, that's right. And I think it's only because I had the paper contract that I was able to get my final resolution where I was not satisfied with them simply refunding these bogus charges. So I went down to my local branch, which they're always much more helpful. And I said, you know what? Uh, This is not fair. I want you guys to lose money on this uh, rental. I want you to refund my entire rental charges. And they did it without batting an eye. So it seemed to me maybe they weren't that surprised to encounter this problem. Well, I appreciate you sharing this story. And you got to be on your guard. And good for you that you paid attention and then were a good advocate for yourself. Thanks, Clark. You keep spreading the good word. Appreciate all you do and your team. Well, thank you. You just did spread the word. And I want to talk to you about this a little more. If you don't normally rent cars, I rent about 30 cars a year, so I've seen every trick of the trade there is. If you don't normally rent cars, know these things. Number one, contact your own automobile insurer before you take a trip to see if you're covered for temporary use of a rental car. Number two, there will be expenses if you are in any kind of incident in a rental car, there will be expenses for which your auto insurance won't cover you. But you may have a credit card in your wallet that will. So whatever your own automobile insurance doesn't cover, which most will cover like you're in your own car, your credit card can cover the remainder. Next thing, you'll be pushed to take an option where... You buy a tank of fuel from the rental car company before you go. Don't do it. It's much cheaper for you to fill up a rental car yourself before you return it. Number three, walk around your rental car before you take your trip, before you leave the rental plaza, and if you see anything wrong with the car at all, take pictures with your cell phone, and when you go to the booth where they check your driver's license against the contract and all that, At that point, you have them note the damage that you found, and you've got the physical, uh, the picture as well of the physical damage. And then on the issue we just talked about with Ben, about making sure that you are not charged for things you did not purchase, if you are looking at one of those electronic screens, slow them down and say you need to see where it's marked that you declined all those insurance things because remember you're then initialing and signing something you got to know that you're getting what you expect to have michelle is with us on the clark howard show hello michelle hi clark how are you great thank you michelle thanks for taking my call absolutely what i was calling you about is the best way to invest about ten thousand dollars that i have literally just sitting around and I've heard you talk about Lending Club and Prosper, hmm. and okay. I just kind of wanted to know the best way to do that. I've also looked onto online banking. They have CD rates that are, are better than what you could find at maybe the credit unions and things like that. So just kind of wanted your, your opinion on that. Well, the first question I always ask in a scenario like this is, when are you going to need the money? Not for a while. I'm 43. Um, I have a Roth. IRA that I fully fund. I have 
also a traditional IRA sitting there. So I've probably got at least 20, 22 more years to work. And so this is this is money not for an emergency next year or next week. This is really money that you want to put aside for the long term, or is it for potentially shorter term needs? Actually, um, it's not money that I need right now. Um, I have an emergency fund that I could live off of for at least six to eight months. Oh my goodness, you yeah. are prepared. <laughs> All right, I so save. I'm a saver. I'm so impressed. So you said you're a nurse. Do you have access where you work to either a 403b or 401k plan? Actually, I do, but I'm not taking advantage of that because right now I'm working as a travel nurse and I use different agencies. So that's that's kind of difficult to do that. Are you paid 1099 or are you paid W2? W2. Okay. Do you know why I asked that question? I don't. Because so. if you're paid even in part 1099 you know as an independent contractor instead of an employee for the traveling nurse businesses then you would be eligible to set up another retirement account known as a SEP or a self-employed 401k but because all your money comes through employment you do have the option so each of these companies you work for they have 401ks and you're eligible, you just don't participate? Right, right, because they kind of skip around to different agencies, so that makes the difference. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so I can't tell you yet that Prosper and Lending Club are going to work out great for me. You know, I put in the 5000 in each, and I'm letting this run as a long-term experiment. And so far, so good, but I don't know that it'll be long-term. I am receiving a very decent return on my money so far but i don't know what kind of bad debt write-offs i'm going to have in my portfolio what kind of defaults they're going to be so far though i'm looking great okay the question is over time and i'm not ready to tell you you should take all that ten thousand and put it into either lending club or prosper if you wanted to dabble in it and get comfortable with it and put some money in each and let it run for a while is like almost like experimental investing. You could do that. But okay. also, it would be to your advantage to do some more investing besides just the cap that you face in a Roth. Since you are such a mega saver, it would be really worth thinking about setting up an investment account since you can't put any more money aside in retirement vehicles. And if you were to put some money in, let's say, a a total stock market index fund or something like that, the tax treatment is so favorable that even though you are in a taxable account, you're subject to very minimal taxation. Okay. But but Um, just putting money in an online bank when it's money you don't need anytime soon doesn't do anything for you. Okay. So I could get a better return doing the investment account. I think absolutely, and I think if you look at some of the low-cost choices I have at Clark.com, you can even look at the Schwab product where if you don't have a great deal of investing knowledge, they have the Schwab portfolios where they design the portfolios for you at no cost based on what your goals are, invest the money. I mean, there are many different options available to you, but because you've already got such a large amount of rainy day money set aside... This money, I really like the idea of being invested. 
in whichever way you would choose to do that. Larry's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Larry, you are in a dilemma with your wife that you want me to settle. Is that right? Well, just a couple questions. There's nothing we can do about it now. We've already booked this. But we're flying to Boston, booking a cruise to Bermuda. You are going to love Bermuda. Have you ever well, been to Bermuda? You. Thank you, thank you. No, I've never been there. I've been all over Bahamas. but Oh, uh, no, Bermuda is, is completely a whole separate world from the Bahamas and is, uh, gosh, 700 miles away from the northernmost Bahama Island, I There's think. There's nothing around anywhere out there, but it looks like a postage stamp in the middle of the ocean. One of the most beautiful postage stamps in the world, I might add. How big is it in comparison to a state? Oh, <laughs> maybe Rhode Island? Oh, <laughs> I mean, it is small. Okay. Small. Very small. Okay, we booked a cruise there, and they say we're only going to be there for a day, and I thought, wow, it must be small. You're uh, going to see everything in the day. What should I do in that day that I'm there? I mean, what do you oh, suggest? Well, to can you ride a scooter? It? Sure. If you can ride a scooter, I think the most fun way to go around Bermuda is on a scooter. And you just got to remember to stay on the other side of the street because they drive <laughs> on the wrong side of the street like the British. Right. But it, B- Bermuda is elegant, beautiful, peaceful, and like no other place I've ever been on Earth. And if you're wondering why the cruise would sail all the way, you said your original departure port is New York? Boston. Boston. Why you'd be at sea so long then you have that short stop in Bermuda, and then you turn around. Where do you go back to? Do you go back to Boston? Right. All right, because people who go on cruises a lot will tell you that the most fun on a cruise ship is at sea, not in port. Well, I've enjoyed it. The, we've been on three, but, you know, we haven't had the greatest luck with the food on some of them. And Well, I'm, I'm sorry about that, but I can tell you that Bermuda is a place that I've been to several times. And the only question after any last trip to Bermuda is, when do I get to go back? Because it really is that special. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.